is Express FM. Supported by Highbury College. We are passionately pumping. Begins, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see a full house and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing. So really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. The hunt for a League One victory continues. Blackett Taylor across the way to goal equaliser. It's tapped in at the far post by Josh Davison. It's far, far, far too easy for Charlton, and they may well have just thrown two points away. This evening, we've got full reaction to Saturday's stalemate at the Valley, including the thoughts of goal scorer Ronan Curtis. We had a game plan. We knew they were dangerous. We pressed them high. We had loads of chances. we just got to be more ruthless in the final third. We're not really happy with a point, but we push on from here. We'll also turn our attention to tomorrow's match at Burton Albion. Danny Carley has been speaking about the work that needs to be done to avoid extending that winless run. For us, the focus is on how we can keep improving. I think we've made steps in the right direction in the last two performances. We were disappointed we couldn't find more goals on Saturday because I think our play certainly deserved more goals. To hear that interview in full as well as a closer look into tomorrow's game at the Pirelli Stadium, stick around and keep it 93.7 Express FM until 7 o'clock this evening. For nothing but pure and passionate Pompey discussion, you've picked the right place to come. A very good evening and welcome of a football hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome to your Monday night fix of Pompey debate and discussion here on Express FM, where I'm this evening joined alongside two more Blues fans to help review the talking points from Saturday's game, as well as take a closer look at tomorrow night's match at the Pirelli Stadium. We've got so much to get through between now and seven o'clock, including a record that is close to being broken, another player hitting a century of appearances for the club, and uh, the continuing goal drought for John Marquis. As ever, we're also interested to hear what you've got to say from back home too. Was a draw a fair result of a weekend and were Pompey unfortunate not to claim all three points? What positives did you take from the capital on Saturday and should Danny Cowley stick with the same starting eleven tomorrow that he has selected for the previous two matches? Get in touch with us. It's 81400 on the text, starting your messages with the word express. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. The Blues headed into Saturday's meeting with Charlton off the back of a dramatic two-all draw with Plymouth Argyle in midweek, extending a barren run of games without a league win to five. The hosts at the weekend had themselves endured a bad start to the season and a much worse one of that. The Addicts sat 21st in the table ahead of kickoff. Andy Moon and Guy Whittigan called the action at the Valley. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scores! This is... Live. As their two sides prepare to lock horns here at the Valley, it's an away sellout for this trip to London and Pompey fans in fine voice. Live from the Valley, as it's sent long by Sean Williams, Curtis the target, header one at the back by Lavelle, but Curtis picks it up to harness into the area. Oh, that's a better ball, Tunnicliffe's away, and McGilvery scrambles it clear. And Tunnicliffe takes it over halfway for Pompey, looks infield. Touch from Romeo to Curtis, Pompey moving this nicely, Curtis outside the area, Curtis shot, what a goal! Rona Curtis! Curls went into the top corner and Portsmouth take the lead in the opening minutes at the Valley. There's no stopping that. And you just can't afford to let Curtis cut in field on his right foot and do that. He'll punish you so often. Charlton nil, Portsmouth won. 
down the left-hand side. Morel sees Harness go on the overlap. Morel finds Harness. Only Marcus to aim for in the middle. Harness stands on the ball, just slows him down. Still got it in the box. Harness turns one way, then the other. Can he find something for Marquis? Ball across. Marquis must score. He must score. He drags it wide. How has John Marquis missed? He had three bites at the cherry. It should be 2-0. It is not John Marquis's day. It would seem 1-0 to Portsmouth. It's not a free kick. It's a, it's a glorified corner for Charlton. It's eight yards in from the right touchline. And in it comes. It's the penalty area. Oh, it's played short. Claire Charles, goal! So sloppy from Portsmouth. Sean Clare's only been on the pitch. 90 seconds. And he scores his first goal for Charlton. Side-footing it past Gambazuno. There was no one in the same postcode as him. Charlton won, Portsmouth won. Curtis coming down the left-hand side. He's got Brown on the overlap. Forward to Marquis. Marquis helps it on. Harness! Great finish! Wonderful Portsmouth goal! They've been under the cost for 15 minutes, but they produce a moment of quality going forward. And Harness strokes it into the bottom corner. It's Charlton 1, Pompey 2. And that's a cracking long ball to Corey Blackett-Taylor. And he's in behind the Portsmouth defence. Blackett-Taylor across the face of goal. Equaliser! It's tapped in at the far post by Josh Davison. Charlton just to get in behind Portsmouth with just finished left and Pompey leading and they may well have just thrown two points away Charlton two Portsmouth two there it is Anthony Coggins brings this match to an end here at the Valley it's finished Charlton Athletic two Portsmouth two every second of the action is right here this is 93.7 Express FM Pompey Live. The action there from Saturday's 2 all draw with Charlton Athletic at Bavali. Taking a look at some of the other results in League One from the weekend. Then Burton Albion, tomorrow night's opponents, they were defeated at the Pirelli Stadium 2-1 by Lincoln City. Ipswich Town were held to a one all draw to Sheffield Wednesday, but they were lucky to snatch a point right at the death. Connor Chaplin in injury time after a defensive and a goalkeeping error uh, for the visitors. MK Dons beat Wickham Wanderers by a goal to nil at Stadium MK. Morecambe and Accrington Stanley shared the spoils in a 3-3 draw. Plymouth Argyle beat Doncaster Rovers by two goals to one. Sunderland were 1-0 winners over Bolton Wanderers at the Stadium of Light. And Wigan Athletic continued their surge at the top of the table 2-0 at the DW Stadium. Cheltenham Town were the visitors on Saturday afternoon. Looking at the League One table following those results then. Wigan top off the table five league victories in a row six unbeaten for them Sunderland also five unbeaten now they won at the weekend they are locked on 19 points from the top two MK Dons Plymouth Argyle Rotherham United and Wickham make up the playoff places Pompey's draw with Charlton leaves them 10th from the table. Charlton themselves drop down to 22nd with Ipswich Town, Crew Alexandra and Doncaster Rovers, the other three sides occupying the relegation zone. OK, joining me this evening to talk about Pompey's 2-2 draw with Charlton at the weekend, first and foremost, he joins me on Pompey Live on Saturday afternoon. Henry Deacon over the phone lines. Henny, uh, Henny? Henners, thank you very much for calling in. Yes, and I think Henny's on the next show or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure who Henny, who Henny is, but um, we'll get him on. Uh, Henry, thank you for, <laughs> for calling in tonight, mate. Uh, we'll come to you in just a moment. But we've also got Ben Chu here in the studio at Express FM. Ben, very good evening to you, mate. Been a long time coming. Yeah, evening, Jake. It's a pleasure to be back on the show. So, Henry, let's get back to Saturday then. Pompey, 2-2 two, two at Charlton. We spoke about it after the full-time whistle at the Valley. We were two one up, and then we we surrendered that that lead, and it was a complete mirrored reaction to what we saw in midweek against Plymouth Argyle. Pompey then were two one down and snatched it at the death. This time the roles were were reversed. Yeah, and I think we spoke about it, didn't we, on Saturday? I think it's all about taking the opportunities when they come. Um, obviously, we, we, we spoke about that on Saturday. John Mark has had opportunities to really put the icing on the cake, especially one the up. He had that golden opportunity, and we spoke about obviously which strikers are now out of confidence when they're in, you know, when they when they're scoring goals for fun. It goes in the back of the net, but when they're having a dry spell, it doesn't. But it, I think both teams kind of sum, summed up their season so far in a defensive sense. It, there was times where it just felt like a basketball game. Uh, it was one end to the other. Both teams had opportunities, both were carved open. And 
you know, if you want you want to finish in the top bit of the league, as both teams want, so you've got to be able to, to you know, to hold out these positions, these two one positions when you're in front away from home. It's tough, it's dogged, but you've got to hold on to them if you really want to succeed in the league. And unfortunately, mm. we, we couldn't. Progress still being made, though, Ben. You know, that, that is now six league matches without a win for Pompey. But, you know, it's two draws in a row, which, you know, from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, defeat after defeat after defeat, we are now scoring goals. So there are improvements within this side. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is soon coming, the win. You'd like to believe tomorrow that we could get one. But, yeah, I mean, we're scoring goals and we're looking a little bit more fluent as well with the ball. So you'd like to believe a win might be on its way. And that, that fluency comes with a lot of confidence as well, Henry. You know, we, we went so long without scoring a goal, over 400 league minutes without putting the ball into the back of the net. It doesn't matter who scores them or how they come, but Pompey have netted four times in the last two games, but still unable to claim the victory. It is baby steps. We are getting there, as Ben mentions. We will get that victory, but the improvements are coming. Yeah, and, and I think it's very easy to say that, you know the, the you know these things, but it's a long season, isn't it? At the end of the day, everyone's going to have peaks, everyone's going to have troughs, and I think when when we had the start that we had at the start of the season, it's very very easy to get giddy. Where it's the same at this moment in time, it's very easy to to be very downtrodden. So I think you've got to find an equilibrium towards it. Um, and as I say, it's a long season. There's going to be players that have good spells. There's going to be players they're going to have off spells, and there's going to be periods where defensively you make errors but there's also going to be times where you keep three or four clean sheets in a row so uh it's about mirroring that all together try and find that that bit of consistency but what doesn't worry me is sometimes when you get in these situations there's there's times when there's nothing to cling on to there's nothing like that there's there's good bits you can pick up you can cherry pick and if you can just piece that jigsaw together uh just that little bit more then you, you kind of look at the base of a side that can can do some good things the first goal uh the yeah, the first goal scored on, on Saturday, Ben, Ronan Curtis in the sixth minute of the match. Very early on, Pompey getting on the score sheet. And what a goal it was as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't quite believe it went in. I was in the away end and, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't believe it had gone in off the bar, I believe. Um, yeah, a fantastic goal. That's only going to give him more confidence. I mean, if we keep scoring goals like that, I mean... Win for an exciting season, I think. Important to get a Ronan Curtis, Ben, on a confidence because he is a confidence kind of player, and and that that goal will do him, you know, the world of good going into the next couple of matches because he is a confidence player and he will take that in his stride and continue to improve and, and help the team starting tomorrow at Burton. Yeah, um, I think you know, I think he's has these periods where you know he, he's just unstoppable, and you know he, he's made some really good runs in the last two games. Um, he, yeah. I think he can keep going. If he keeps playing like he is, then, you know, it's the only good things. And speaking of Ronan Curtis, Ollie Marsh caught up with the Irishman after the full-time whistle on Saturday. Well, Ronan, let's talk about the game before we talk about the goal. Do you think you deserve more than a point today? Yeah, 100%. I think the lads, we had a game plan. We knew they were dangerous on the counter-attack and stuff, but we pressed them high. To be fair, we went 1-0 up. Really good finish, obviously, but um, I think we had loads of chances. we just got to be more ruthless in the final third, me included. But um, we're not really happy with a point, but we move on. We haven't lost 9-2, so that's a positive, but we push on from here. A good finish is a bit of an understatement. That first goal must be one that you're really proud of. Yeah, I'm proud of um, all my goals, really. Doesn't matter if I score from six yards out or 26 yards out or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent finish, and i just got to build on it and keep going now for the lads. It was a great atmosphere inside the stadium today with both sets of supporters really going for it. It felt like the type of game that you really thrive in, in, in those sorts of atmospheres. Yeah, 100%. Great atmosphere here. Our fans as well, unbelievable support. But um, yeah, just great to have them back in, obviously. And I think they lifted us and I think they weren't happy in the first half. Their fans, they were booing them off, but um, they come out strong and we, I think we dealt with them. Two poor uh, goals to give away, really, from our perspective. And the Blue Army, they did stick behind you right until the end and you did have chances in the second half. Do you think that you did enough to find that winner? Yeah, 100%. I feel like uh, John had a few chances. Marcus had a few. Uh, I had a couple as well. But um, just couldn't get that one to finish them off, really, before they scored their second. But we take positives from it, we build on it, and we go again on Tuesday night. Yeah, how have you seen the way things have been going for the team recently? Do you feel like that sort of good run of form is just around the corner? Yeah, 100%. I think um, we're crying out for a win, but I think it is coming for us. I think... Um, after the two draws, we haven't lost, so that's a positive, like I said, but um, our fans really pushed us on and we'll go Burton on Tuesday. Not that many fans will travel and we, we've got to find a result and we will. Yeah, and How nice is it to, to have that game against Burton and have the matches coming thick and fast? 
Yeah, it's great, obviously, to get on the road again and get going. We know what we've got to do and we've got to get that win. Ronan Curtis there with his reaction to the two-all draw at Charlton at the weekend. His goal on the six-minute opening was scoring at the Valley. You know, I, I mentioned it to Ben already, Henry. What a fantastic goal it was. Yeah, um, we all know what, what Ronan can do. He's got uh, magical powers as a player, hasn't he? And he's got he's got this ability from out of nowhere to produce something special. And and I'm pretty sure that uh, Danny Cowley and the backroom staff would have been delighted. You know, six minutes in, he's created possibly a chance out of nothing to a certain extent. OK, the defence left him, excuse me, left him wide open. But, you know, you've got to take those opportunities when they come. And when you see that half chance, he took it and it gets you onto the perfect footing. And that's exactly what you want from a a player like Ronan, and we we spoke about it at the weekend. Is that is that player you want to you want to have in that team? Because he'll a he's got brilliance. He's a great technical player, but he can also you know get in the opposition's faces. He does things that other players cannot do. You know the dirty side of the game he does so well. And and people say, well, you know that is that a trait you want to have? Well, you want to have that as long as you can manage that in, in the right way. So that confidence-wise, that's going to be great for him. It's a tough one of fixtures coming up. We we've mentioned that uh, a couple of times before. So you know, getting in. To a bit of form he looked in control of his game on Saturday because obviously the yellow card issue is one to to look at so form wise he looks in a very very good place actually he looks in a very good place I think he spoke very well in that interview there yeah uh, and Ronan also been close to to claiming a record for Pompey uh, only Yakubu has scored more goals for the Blues since the turn of the century the year 2000 of course Yakubu scored 43 for Portsmouth uh, when he was at the club in the early noughties Ronan Curtis currently on 42 so only two more goals Ben and, and, and Ronan Curtis breaks that record yeah it's pretty unbelievable really considering he's only been with us a couple of years I mean you know it's a good record for him good record in the recent history of the club um, shows that we've got players coming in that are capable of scoring goals um, and yeah I think he can definitely add to them who knows he could get them both tomorrow any guesses lads I'm going to throw this out to both of you any guesses as to the, the only other Pompey player uh, to be stuck on 42 goals, nearly breaking that record. I'll, I'll give you a clue, he's no longer at the club, so he won't break that record unless he comes back. Any ideas? Can you give us a time range? A time Is range? Is that allowed? Ooh. He left within the last two years, so pretty recent. Mr Pittman? It is Mr Pittman. Brett that was Pittman. my guess. Yeah, yeah. 42 goals. Uh, of course, he won't break that record unless he returns to Fratton Park. OK, well, lads, it is time now for a quick break. But when we return, we'll continue to pluck the talking points from Saturday's game as well as look ahead to the next. Very soon, we'll also be hearing the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley, who has full belief in John Marquis to get back on form with some words of encouragement ahead of tomorrow's trip to Burton. He was a little bit down on himself off the back of Saturday. There's no need to be because he's given the team so much and we're a better team when he plays. You know, you've only got to look at the energy that he gives us at the top end of the pitch. He's born to score goals. He's scored goals all of his career. Number nines do go through these dry patches. They just have to work through them and we have full faith in him as a boy and as a person and, and know that he'll come through this. Stick around for more when the Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to part two of this evening's Football Hour here on Express FM, the only radio station proud to be from the uh, Great Waterfront city of Portsmouth. I'm joined alongside Ben Chu and Henry Deacon for tonight's instalment of the show. We are currently reviewing Saturday's two-all draw with Charlton Athletic at the Valley and later on tonight we'll also come on to preview tomorrow night's fixture at Burton Albion, match day number 10 for Pompey in League One this season. We've got an email here from Alan Swift. It says, hi, Jake and Co. Well, a point is a point, I guess, but uh, we're in real need of a defensive boost. Maybe Ogilvy will help when fit, but I think we need a lot more. An out-of-contract defender, perhaps, if available. Otherwise, a lot needs to be undertaken in January. If we recruit soundly, I still believe the playoffs will be just reachable. Tomorrow will be tough, really tough. Keep the same system, though, and a draw may be possible, if unlikely, says Alan in Southsea on the emails. Don't forget, if you want to get involved with the conversation this evening, 81400 is the number to text. Be sure to put the word express at the start of your messages. Pompey at expressfm.com is where to send your emails. You can include at expressfm within your tweets or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. 
Henry Deacon on Saturday afternoon, Sean Raggett uh, broke a record of his of his own, a personal accolade. He reached 100 Pompey appearances, which you know for, for any player at any club is a very respectable achievement. Absolutely, and I think in this modern era of football where we see players move left, right and centre, yeah, it is some achievement. And, and Sean Rackett's been on a real journey, hasn't he, at Pompey? He's had some high moments, low moments, but one thing you've always got from him is 100% commitment. And, uh, you know, you always know what you're going to get from him. He, he defends well, he leads. I think he can lead a defence very well as well. Um, and, and I think this season, I think we're starting to see the better side of Sean Raggett. Obviously, he gets that goal against Plymouth up, up top as well. Uh, yeah, and, and I think one thing we've kind of seen, I think especially since the Cowleys have come in, I think he's become a bit more settled um, as a player. Obviously, a manager he trusts. has been a good relationship from, from previous times and obviously good memories from previous times. And I think when you look at a team sheet now, if Sean Raggett's not on it, then you're asking one or two questions as to, to why he isn't. Hmm. Uh, Luke Ellis on Twitter with his reaction following the full-time whistle on Saturday he says new management team, largely new squad, team in transition and uh, we're still sat in the top 10. I may be in a minority but I'm okay with that after only nine games. The performances are improving and so will the results. Keep the faith. Uh, hashtag Pompey says Luke Ellis on Twitter there and Ben that is probably one of the most sensible tweets I've seen since the full-time whistle on Saturday since you know this barren runner form that Pompey have been on lately. It's not been great to watch it at times and it has been rather frustrating to see Pompey winless in you know 42 days now um, but look, like, like Luke said this is a new management team it is an entirely new squad pretty much and it is a team in transition you've got to give it a bit of time yeah that's it I think we're still growing um, as a squad you know as a club and we're moving in the right direction and that's what's really important um, you've got to look at the bigger picture and think that you can't complete it all in a season. They only came in on the back end of last season, the Cowleys. And what you've got to look at is a process. You know, we are, it's building blocks, you know, one step at a time. And I think, you know, we've got to just hope that it all goes well towards the end of the season and that we're in the right front. Uh, Linda Mail on the email says, I think we lost two points on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this will keep happening if we don't kill the games off when we are on top and take our chances. We really need to come out after half-time sharper as we have in the last two matches conceded early in the second half. Our second goal was a good pass from Marquis to Harness, but it was disappointing that uh, we could not hang on to the lead. Hopefully, if Danny Cowley continues to keep the faith with Marquis, he will respond by putting the ball in the net sooner rather than later. Let's hope we get firing on all, all cylinders, both ends of the pitch, seeing uh, we have some tough games coming up. Play out Pompey, Linda Mail on the email. Thank you for getting in touch, Linda. And uh, yeah, really reflecting upon that email, Henry. Pompey have started second halves in the last couple of games quite poorly, and that is something that Danny Cowley will be looking to eradicate, certainly tomorrow. We certainly need to eradicate because we know the, le the, the length and the depth of research teams have put in, and they'll they'll look at that. They'll know that. You start, if your slow starts at the start of the second half, that's something they're going to exploit, whether that's they bring possibly a fresh leg on at the start of the second half or really go you know, attack the front in the second half, bring balls forward, test the defence. You know, you can't get away with those things. The teams know exactly every single iota of you these days. That That's the level of research. That's the way the, where the game's at. So if you've got a weak point in, in modern football, especially at that level, you have to get rid of it. You've got to you know, get rid of it as quickly as possible because people latch onto that and people will do their damnedest uh, to exploit it. But you know, if you cancel that out, you've got a near 90-minute performance by by this team. And a 90-minute performance may not always win your games every week, but it'll give you a better chance of doing so. Yeah. And some stats here regarding Marlon Romeo, Ben. I just want to give him a bit of a shout-out this evening. What a player he's been for Pompey over the last couple of matches. A revelation since his uh, loan arrival from, from Millwall a few weeks ago. Uh, passing accuracy of 88% against Charlton. Six tackles, three crosses attempted, three interceptions, two clearances, two very key passes, and uh, two shots as well, and also an assist to his name. What of a standout performance for you over the last few weeks? 100%. That what I honestly could go as far as saying he might be my favourite signing of the transfer window, to be quite honest. I think he puts in 100%. He's got everything we need going along that side. And I think he causes a real problem. You know, he goes all the way along. He can get in some great balls. And, yeah, he looks like a really promising player, one I'd like to think we could keep hold of. Mm. And, and Henry Marlon is play, playing in a 
in a new system for Pompey that's been adopted since that midweek stalemate with Plymouth uh, last Tuesday evening. It looks like a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2, depending you know, what side of the spectrum you sit at. Marlon Romeo playing with Kieran Freeman. Uh, Marlon Romeo a bit further forward. Lee Brown, too, playing as a bit of a wing-back as well. Are you liking this system? Does it certainly suit players of Marlon Romeo's capabilities going forward? I'm kind of stuck in two minds. I've, I've got to be honest. I think it's definitely more of a three-five-two than a five-three-two because I think out of possession, I think you see more of a more of a three at the back than there is a five at the back. Um, yeah, jury's out of the bone. But then again, it's a new system. It's something that's going to be implemented over time. And you know, managers these days don't get as often or as long on the training field to implement new formations. Um, but one thing the three-five-two does give you is the opportunity to to switch mid-match if things do go drastically wrong, maybe a 4-1-4-1 or something uh, along those sorts of lines, which, I mean, away from home is definitely a, a formation you'll see from a lot of teams. But it's one of those, when you implement a new, new formation, it's going to take time to bed in, especially when you've got a load of games back to back to back. In some, in some cases, that could be a good thing, especially if you've got EFL trophy games wrapped in the middle of it. But it's going to be one of those. It's going to be trial and error. There's going to be some frustrating bits. There's going to be some good bits. But... If it beds together, if it gels, then it's certainly an effective system. And one thing we've we've spoken about quite a lot over recent times is an attractive style of football. Uh, and one of the biggest contributors to that over the last couple of games, Ben, I'm just going to say two words to you. Joe Morrell. Fantastic, isn't he? I really think he does do a brilliant job. He's come in the uh, last couple of games and really impressed me. I thought, you know, had a really good game um, against Plymouth. I thought that second half... He, you know, one of the standout performers for me. And, yeah, I think he's a really good addition to the squad. And uh, Henry, going back to Saturday for the probably the final time before we do move on and, and look ahead to tomorrow's match against Burton. I'll be nine games played now. Pompey, we are tenth from the table, as mentioned by uh, one of our texters in a little while while back. After nine games, it's not a bad place to be considering the transitional period that Pompey are in. Uh, and we mentioned the improvements that are happening to this squad. Going to Burton tomorrow night, one of the out-of-form teams in this division alongside Pompey. Is this a good chance to finally get that victory? I do think we have lost Henry. We did hear a bit of a, uh, a communication error a few moments ago. We'll try and get him back as soon as we possibly can. But Ben, I'll come to you instead. Saturday, 2 all with Charlton. Ninth game of the season, 10th on the table. Not a bad place to be considering how very, you know, there's so such a long way to go this season still. Yeah, of course. And I think... Um... You go in tomorrow, uh, into tomorrow, sorry, with a lot more um, hope. Uh, obviously, the two results that we've just had, draws, and yeah, I think we can potentially, you know, get a good result tomorrow. Like you said, they're an out of form team as such. Losing on Saturday um, could only stand us in good stead for getting a good uh, victory. And I believe uh, Henry Deacon is back. Henry? To be honest, I think some people said that was the most sense I ever spoke in years on this radio station. Nothing. <laughs> Pulling the plug on the show at half past, Henry. Not good, mate. Not good. I know you've uh, you, you've racked up your minutes over the over the course of the weekend in terms of Pompey, but I would like you to stay at least until seven o'clock this evening, mate. Um, we're going to move. Don't get over time for this. Um, mute Henry now. Um, we're going to move on now and uh, look ahead to tomorrow's game uh, against Burton Albion now. And first of all, we're going to hear the pre-match thoughts of head coach Danny Cowley. He was asked earlier this afternoon how he views the approach to tomorrow night's match at the Pirelli Stadium. As the next opportunity, I think we're too unbeaten now. We were disappointed that we haven't been able to find a win, particularly in the last two games. I think that the, the performances have probably warranted at least one win, if not two. There was a lot that we liked in Saturday's performance. We know the whys, what, the, the reasons that we weren't able to find a win, and we've tried to rectify those over the last 48 hours. And I think we're in good spirits and just about to travel up to Burton this afternoon and we'll get to the hotel um, and then we're, we'll do some more work on, on Burton and the way that they set up and the way that they play because we've got a lot of respect for them as a team um, their manager Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has, since he's gone in has done a fantastic job there um, and we as always in League One anticipate a tough game 
Yeah, what can you say about Burton? They started the season with three wins but have fallen off slightly since then. Well, I think since Jimmy's been back at the club, it's obviously a club that he knows well and has had success there in the past. I think they did very, very well at the back end of the season, were very resolute, played in a direct style and were very organised against the ball. He'd said to us at the back end of the season when we played them that his aim was to try to evolve this summer and, and leading into this season and, and they certainly have done that and I think they've got a, a blend now in the way that they play trying to bring the ball out from the back and trying to get more control in possession which I think you always anticipate when you come up against a, a Dutch coach that the opponent is going to play in that way and yeah I think they've got some really good attacking players and some, some real threat both in wide areas and centrally and like I say yeah for us you know the, the focus is on how we can keep improving I think we've made steps in the right direction in the last two performances I think we've been able to play with real control on Saturday for large parts of that game we are disappointed we couldn't find more goals on, on Saturday because I think our play certainly deserved more goals but we've also been looking at the other aspects we know that when we go to Burton we're going to have to be really good defensively from set pieces and that's definitely an area that we can continue to keep improving on and we also know that we have to keep working on our defensive transition as well you say you could have got more goals at the weekend. Just, just talk about John Marquis. Everybody knows he, he does so much for the team, but just not quite going in for him at the moment. Well, this is a life of a number nine, and he was a little bit down on himself of the back of Saturday. There's no need to be, because he's given the team so much, and we're a better team when he plays. You know, you've only got to look at the energy that he gives us at the top end of the pitch. He's our first defender. I think he defends our half so, so well. And also, you know, I thought his link play on, on Saturday was good. He did great to help Marquis for his chance and we all know that Johnny's got brilliant movement and we also know with John he's born to score goals he's scored goals all of his career number nines do go through these dry patches they just have to work through them and we have full faith in him as a boy and as a person and, and know that he'll come through this and just finally you've strengthened the squad with Jay Mingi just talk us through that transfer yeah, it's been one that's been a long time coming. Obviously, Jay's someone who came in at the beginning of pre-season and did particularly well, just a young player, but has real athleticism and power and definitely a lot of qualities that you can't give the player. And yeah, unfortunately, he got injured just at the back end of that trial. He's been with us throughout. We've been looking after his rehab and his fitness and now he's back fit. We've managed to sign him and with him and now Hadji and I know we have Liam, uh, Liam Vincent and Jaden who are both injured, unfortunately, at the moment, but we're starting to get a good group of younger players that bodes well for the future of this club and I think for Jay there'll be some opportunities for him in the cup games and also there'll be a pathway for him to come out on loan and get some more first team experience but yeah like I said like with all of our young players we like the athleticism and power that they bring we also like the energy and enthusiasm and intensity that they can bring to training and um, yeah I think for us as a football club it's important that we have a group of young players that we can work with on a day-to-day basis and try to improve in order to make sure that the future is bright for this wonderful football club. Danny Cowley there speaking earlier this afternoon at the Blues training ground previewing tomorrow's trip to the Pirelli Stadium where Pompey take on Burton Albion match day number 10 of this League One season. We'll come on to look at the opponents for tomorrow's game very closely in the next part of the show but just taking a few things from that uh, pre-match interview Henry and uh, and Danny Cowley really putting his faith in into John Marquis despite what has been a, a real drought for you know someone we know as a natural goal scorer. He's not been on a great run of form so far this season. And Saturday really, really highlighted that. Henry doesn't want to be on tonight, does he? At all. Uh, ben Chu, uh, Danny Cowley, speaking about John Mark was there on a goal drought at the moment, but he's, he's continuing to, to pay his faith in the striker and, and he believes that he will come good eventually. Yeah, I think you've just got to be patient. I mean, not everyone falls he doesn't always fall into place for everybody does it I mean we know he can score goals you just have to look at his um, scoring record perhaps at Doncaster and you got to believe that it will come at some point I know we've not quite seen it yet but I think it is still yet to come you just got to keep believing in him and yeah I think it could could be on its way let's hope Henry Deacon He's still not there, is he? We called him back and he's still not there. I think Henry's having a few uh, internet problems at the moment. I think he needs a new provider, uh, to be quite honest with you. But we'll try and get him as soon as we can, Henry Deacon, on the other side of the line this evening. That is the beauty of when you're trying to do shows over the uh, over the powers of the internet. But fortunately, I do have my guest here in the studio with me, Ben Chu, to, to see me through until 7 o'clock this evening in case we can't get Henry back. And 
I think the importance of Danny Cowley to, to keep putting his faith into John Marquis with these words of encouragement in the media. We all know what a great player he is. He is. But aside from the goal-scoring aspect of his game, Ben, on Saturday we did see him. He ran his socks off like he does every single match. And he is the first line of defence, and that is that is quite crucial. He may not be scoring the goals at the moment, but he's still in an, in an integral part of the team. Yeah, and of course, then you've got to notice the fact that he got he picked up an assist as well along the way on Saturday, and that might be a promising sign just to see if he's getting the sort of cogs turning. But um, yeah, I think Danny's saying positive things in the media. I think it can only boost his confidence, and as long as the fans aren't always on his back, I think that he could um, soon enough fall into sort of good form. Should we give him? Uh, should we give him one more try, Henry yeah, Deacon? I think so. Hello, Henry. What are you doing, man? I don't know what's going on. The Wi-Fi is causing havoc. Terrible. I cannot wait to be on the inter-season blue for wheel. <laughs> a, a lot of your uh, a lot of your comments and antics do end up on on that, Henry. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, no, we, yeah. Just, just talking about John Marquis Henry and about how you know he's on a he's on a barren run of form, not really scoring many goals of late. Only one goal this season overall. Saturday really epitomised the way he's been playing lately. But Danny Cowley in the media previewing tomorrow's game, giving him the confidence boost. But a striker of his capability really desperately needs it this time. Yeah, absolutely. And with strikers, and, and I always speak about it a lot, but they're, they're confidence players, they're confidence animals. And, uh, you know, when he's when he's firing, you know, moments like Saturday, they go in the back of the net. But if they're not, then they, do, they just need that little bit, that arm around the shoulder, you know, almost that little bit of love, really. And, uh, you know, to publicly go out and back a striker when, you know, people are putting comments his way, should he be starting and things like that, that's huge for John to hear because we know what he can do he knocks his 20-25 goals, uh, goals a season for his breakfast so uh, you know fair play to giving him that back in and um, you know as I say once he gets that one it should it should be a case if he go on and get more I mean I've seen how many strikers you see when, they, when they're on a barren run they get that first goal and it just springs them into life yeah Okay, then just under 20 minutes of the show remaining now here on Express FM, so not much longer for you back home to have your say this evening. All the usual ways, text Express and your message to 81400, email Pompey at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. The three of us will be back in approximately three minutes for a closer look at tomorrow's match and the conclusion of tonight's show. You're listening to the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time this evening to Express FM. Welcome to the Football Hour, where I'm joined by Ben Chu and Henry Deacon now to preview tomorrow's trip to Burton Albion, match day number 10 of this League One season. Keep your text, tweets and emails coming in, Blues fans. Be sure to include your score predictions now. All the ways to get in touch, if you don't know them by now, can be found on our website, expressfm.com. Before myself, Henry and Ben start to preview Pompey's next game in a bit more detail, let's take a closer look at the opponents that await Burton Albion. Midweek football is back and so are the Blues, who are in league action for the 10th time this season. Burton Albion await at the Pirelli Stadium. Pompey live, this week's opposition. Danny Cowley saw his side collect just a point at the weekend after a late Charlton equaliser settled the score at 2-2 in the capital. Pompey are now winless in their last six matches in League One. The Brewers will be hoping to extend that run to seven. Here's a little more insight into the side playing the role of the host for the next fixture. Manager. Dutch manager Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is now in charge of Burton Albion for the second time. The 49-year-old was at the helm between 2014 and 2015, guiding the club to automatic promotion from the fourth tier and into League One for the first time in its history, winning the League Two title in the process too. Hasselbank left midway through the following season with the Brewers top of League One and returned earlier this year, reappointed on New Year's Day with Burton struggling at the foot of the table. They ended last term in 16th, 10 points above the drop zone and the former Chelsea striker now has a win percentage of 45.7 with the club. One to watch. Forward-minded midfielder Harry Chapman is one to keep an eye out for during this game. 
The 23-year-old is currently on loan at the club from championship outfit Blackburn Rovers and has played 274 minutes in four matches since his deadline day arrival. Chapman has represented England at under-18 level and was even selected for the under-20 side that won the 2017 World Cup. However, only managed the subs bench and failed to come on to contribute to the success on the pitch. If you're at the game or watching online, you'll need to look out for the player in yellow wearing the number 39 shirt. Top scorer. 32-year-old long-serving brewer Lucas Aikens is currently the side's leading scorer in League One. Aikens has netted twice this season in fixtures at home to Ipswich and Cheltenham. The six-foot-one forward has enjoyed life in Staffordshire for over seven years now, joining the club way back in the summer of 2014 on a deal from Stevenage, despite having not long extended his contract at Broadhall Way. Since his arrival, Aikens has made almost 300 competitive appearances, scoring 67 goals. Current form. Pompey are not the only side in League One that have failed to claim maximum points in any of their last six matches. Burton Albion last tasted victory on the same night as Pompey, August 17th. Sunderland on the wrong end of a 1-0 scoreline at the Pirelli Stadium. Since then, Burton's season has come to a screeching halt, recording only three points out of a possible 18. The Brewers have started the campaign very strongly, winning their opening three matches and going top of the division, but now they reside in 15th. Will it be seventh time lucky for the Blues, or will we instead be raising a glass to the Brewers? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A closer look at tomorrow's opponents, Burton Albion. Match day number 10 for Pompey of this League One season at the Pirelli Stadium. Uh, a great run uh, when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank arrived in the new year, Henry Deacon, uh, ensured Burton Albion's survival in League One last season. And they started this season with the same kind of pizzazz as they ended the last campaign. They've dropped off a little bit, but the record under Jimmy Floyd has just been incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Jimmy Floyd is the manager, I think perhaps at times in previous jobs has not been given the praise he deserves. He's a top-class manager and obviously helped by the fact he's had a, a top-class playing career. So he knows the game inside and out. Um, you know, at the end of last season, what he did to keep Burton in that division, you know, considering the position that they were in, was absolutely remarkable. Um, I think when people went there, there was a few sceptics, but he turned those sceptics around and... I mean, I think Burton Albion turn themselves into the sort of club now that should be pushing up the right end of League One. And if they're in the bottom half of League One, he's actually quite surprised that they're in that sort of position. So an absolute top-class manager doing a top-class job, uh, a club which is so well won. Uh, I know one or two players used to play for Burton, and, and, and I was speaking to one of them I know very closely and spoke about how well run a club Burton Albion are. So um, they're always tough tests up there. Um, we, we know that from the past. Sometimes it's last-minute winners. It's tight, dramatic matches which which sway one way or the other. So we know what sort of tests in store. It's a long way to go uh, for a midweek game on a Tuesday night. There's a lot of waiting around, of course, with coaches staying overnight, the 7.45 kickoff. So there's a lot to contend with, a lot to manage before you can get into the stadium as well for Pompey, which will play into Burton's hands. So it's one of those tests that if you can get through it, then it does a lot about the character of your team. I think Pompey will be lucky, Henry, if we can even get up to the Pirelli Stadium tomorrow, if there's any petrol left for anyone to go around. Apparently, everyone's got a chip in 5p and they've got to get a jerry can outside the uh, the, the service station wherever they're getting picked up from. That's what I've heard. <laughs> should be a fun journey tomorrow. It should be a fun one. Uh, Adam Swift on the emails. Hi again, Jake and Co. I hear the doubts of the 352. Well, we won the Premier promotion under Harry and Jim uh, also with that formation. Chelsea won the Premier League with the same system not so long ago. So where is the problem? Uh, all your memories, I realise you must have the players for sure, Alan, in Southsea. And uh, we've got a tweet in from Josh Sweetman in regards to John Marquis. Says you can't make up for the sitters that he's missed. However, he was superb, in my opinion, on Saturday. Constantly forced mistakes, ran them into the ground and contributed with a superb assist. Criminal, but he was taken off for George Hurst. The thoughts of Josh Sweetman there. And looking at Burton Albion's top goal scorer so far this season, Ben Lucas Aikens. He's still going strong at 32. He's going to pose a threat for Pompey tomorrow like you know Pompey's highest scorer so far this season which is Lee, Lee Brown he's only got two goals to his name so Burton really struggling on the pitch a bit like Pompey are at the moment it's going to be a very tightly contested match yeah I think you're right I think it could be a tough game could be quite uh, tight and 
as we know, the last couple of games have been quite cagey for us in the, especially in the second half. I mean, I think it'll be quite a tight game, and I think, yeah, I think we'll be lucky to get something out of it. But you'd like to think that we, you know, we might be able to grab something like. Uh, and for all of Burton's struggles, Henry, they always look good under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. They're, they're never any, a side that are going to roll over and, under any sort of pressure. And Pompey, as we say, they're going to have a very, very tough game tomorrow. Some, certainly some, some players to look out for, like Lucas Aikens, like Harry Chapman. Uh, and, and, you know, those are just two of many players that you could pick up from that Burton squad. But a good, of course, a threat to Pompey's defence, which has been breached six times in the last three matches. Absolutely, and that's what makes it such a stern test. And I know that we're talking about needing to get this victory, needing to get get this victory. And this may sound not negative because it's not negative, but I think perhaps when you look at the whole season, a point at Burton is not a bad point if you can get it tomorrow night. There's there's places where you go in certain divisions where you think it's a tough place you don't not that you don't fancy yourselves but they'll be right up at it uh historically they're, they're a team that that do well at home uh, you know it's a tough place to go and they're the sort of points that when you add the stacks that, that go against them as i meant as i mentioned earlier obviously that the fact it's such a long way to go on a tuesday night if you can get a point from there then it's a it's, it's a good point and then if you get free you're absolutely uh you're absolutely laughing and, and, and of course great quality in their score great manager it makes up for, for a fantastic contest tomorrow night one which which, uh, which would be great to watch if you're going up there or watching on iFollow or, of course, listening with us on Express. So, yeah, it's be a good bet. And if you get three points, you're laughing all the way back down the M6 via Spaghetti Junction. Uh, and Henry mentioned there, Ben, about, you know, maybe taking a point tomorrow from Burton would actually be a very good result. And, you know, can't really argue with that. But considering Pompey's run in, in the league so far, six matches w- without a win, extending that run to seven, not ideal in any scenario. But... Not a must-win tomorrow, but is tomorrow a game that if Pompey don't win, you are starting to worry about a little bit more, especially with Sunderland coming up on Saturday. Yeah, no, I think so. I, I think you're right, probably with um, you know you don't really want to keep not getting a win. So I think we're looking at three. We got to get three points realistically tomorrow. Um, we've seen some tough games up there. I mean, I remember last season when it was what was it four-two or something like that. Four-two to Pompey. We were two-one down at one point. Yeah. Marcus Harness hat trick. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, I remember watching that obviously on my iFollow, but um, that was quite a tough game to watch. So, yeah, if it's anything like that, I think we're in for an exciting one anyway. Mm. Hopefully, Marcus Harness will be in the same sort of form that we've seen him in uh, over the last two matches, Henry. A former uh, Brewer himself, Marcus Harness, his, his heart's still at Burton now, being spent quite a, few, uh, quite a few seasons at the club. But on the top of his game, Marcus Harness can be one of the best performers on the pitch. Exactly, and he comes up with those those moments of quality, and I mean those moments of magic that happen. I mean Saturday being case in point, right place, right time, and you may say, well, yes, it was one on one, and he he gets it past the goalkeeper. You got to be aware enough and acute enough to get yourself in the positions that that he get gets himself in to get that goal. So, and of course, when you're playing your your, your former employees, you want to not get one over them, but it'd be nice to get a goal against them. And, you know, in, in, in the psyche, you know, he knows he's going to get abused tomorrow night. He's going to get all the rest of it, uh, you know, that comes with being an ex-player going back to your former club. And it'll be bang up for it tomorrow night. And, you know, that might just be the foil that going back to John Marquis that that he might like John, uh, Mr. Marquis, because, uh, you know, Marcus has to be bang up for it. Marcus is one of those who's not afraid to, to get scrapped in and, and get into the battle. So that could be a nice little foal for uh, for the pair to work with tomorrow night. A few ingredients for Pompey, certainly creating a perfect recipe for uh, for a victory tomorrow at the Pirelli Stadium. John Marquis on a goal drought, Ronan Curtis on a confidence high, Marcus Harness returning to his former stomping ground. Three factors there you would hope the Blues take advantage of as they seek to win their first League One match in over 41 days. Let's take a look at some of the other fixtures happening up and down the grounds in League One tomorrow night. Then, of course, Burton Albion against Pompey, 7.45. All of these are 7.45 kickoffs. Cambridge play host to Gillingham. Charlton are at home to Bolton Wanderers. Ipswich Town, they face Doncaster Rovers at Portman Road. Fleetwood travel to MK Dons. Morecambe host Lincoln City. 
Oxford are at home to Accrington Stanley. It's Plymouth Argyle versus Crew Alexandra. Rotherham against AFC Wimbledon. Shrewsbury, they're at home to Wickham Wanderers. Sunderland, they play host to Cheltenham Town at the Stadium of Light. And Wigan Athletic, the league leaders, this would be a good game. They take on Sheffield Wednesday at the DW Stadium. But all eyes and all ears will be at the Pirelli, where Pompey will be looking to drive to their first win in uh, over a month. Henry Deacon, your score prediction, please. Right, after saying that it could be a good four for Harness and Marquis, I went really high scoring, didn't I, on Saturday, which kind of came off. Unfortunately, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go nil-nil. Nil-nil? I don't know. It's just... It's just something about tomorrow night that just screams not many goals, in my view. Henry Deacon, never coming back on the football. <laughs> ben Chu, a slightly more positive score prediction, even if there's goals, I don't care. What you got? I'll be a little bit more uh, optimistic than Henry. I think I'm going to go for 2 1. I'd like to break the uh, winless run, if that's too much to ask. That's a guest, Henners. <laughs> goals. That's what we want to see. Goals. <laughs> uh, Henry Deacon. Yeah, but what I'm doing, I'm under, under providing and then over delivering, <laughs> see? True. If you get your, your expectations low, then you'll be even more surprised and happy when the goals come and Pompey win, won't you? Uh, Henry Deacon, I'm only messing with you, mate. Thank you ever so much for coming on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure, as always, mate. Have a great week, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you again either on the Footblower or on Pompey Live again soon. Of course, you return on Wednesday evening from 6 with Over the White Line. Have a great few days. Will do, and I'll get my internet sorted in the meantime. Yes, please, please do that. <laughs> and uh, Ben Chu accompanying me in the studio this evening. Ben, have a great week, and uh, you're travelling up to the Pirelli Stadium tomorrow. Have a safe journey. Thank you very much, and you. And, uh, yeah. and enjoy the game. Hopefully Pleasure your score always. prediction will come, come right, and it will be a 2-1 victory for the Blues. OK, then, for Pompey, it is from the Valley Floyd to Jimmy Floyd. The Blues uh, will look to recover from Saturday's 2 or draw at the Valley, where they, uh, where they were held to a stalemate to Charlton Athletic. They now, now travel to the Pirelli Stadium. Burton Albion, the hosts for a midweek action in League One. It's match day number 10 for the Blues this season, who haven't won a league game in six matches. Mind you, neither have tomorrow's opponents. It's going to be a great tie at the Pirelli Stadium, and you can catch all of the unmissable action of that game right here on Pompey Live from 7 o'clock. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Portsmouth have found a way yet again. This is you wouldn't believe it. Pompey Live. Pompey's winless run continues. Taylor across the face of goal equaliser. And they may well have just thrown two points away. They came also close at the weekend but could only manage another draw. Up next, a midweek trip to Burton. Join us for all of the unmissable action this Tuesday from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Certainly a game you will not want to miss, especially if it is one where the Blues eventually win a match in League One. OK, coming up here on Express FM this evening, right after the news at 7, Jeff and Aid are returning with the Soft Rock Show. They've got the latest from the Pocket Gods, Marcus Flynn and the Sniffers as well. They've also got retro tracks from events in music history. That 80 show returns with Kevin Stokes between 9 and 11 this evening before the Express wind down from 11 through to the early hours of tomorrow morning. Nicola Lashley wakes you up with Express Breakfast from 6.30 tomorrow morning. She's got great songs, the latest on the roads, travel, sport, weather updates. She's got a lot. She's got great songs as well and the Express Rewind at 9am too. Liam Howes is back on your airways from 10 o'clock with just great songs all day long uh, between 10 and 1 o'clock. Ian James returns to chat to local people. He also finds Pompey's musical geniuses with the lyric line and he's got the victory ears from 2 o'clock through till 4. When James Percy returns with drive time through till 6 o'clock and that is when Mason Jordan is back on Express FM with the local music show for an hour of local music hits. And we'll also find out who is number one in the chart. And then it is, of course, the return of Pompey Live. But until then, Blues fans, have a great evening. Stay safe and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great evening, Pompey fans, and take care. Good night.